disgraced sports journalist Josh Gallup and welcome to the Kick It Forward podcast, the only sports newsroom with the guts to tell it how it is. Remember to yell Kick It Forward anyway, tag us. I don't know if you've seen some videos lately, tag us in that too, I don't know. Do what you want, but we've got a massive program today. We've got some schemes, uh, we've got some famous... Shoutouts, maybe even some Google reviews. There's a lot to come. Oh, Big I, program. I love a shout out. <laughs> Harry, how you going? <laughs> Pretty good, guys. You know, you know me. I love sport. Oh yeah, you love yep. it. And trying out new sports, which I did over the weekend, guys. Paddle tennis. Ever played it? Uh, no, I played pickleball. Mm, yeah, us paddle people, we don't really like the pickle folk. <laughs> Give it a go. But Saturday, I was pretty hungover. Okay. Ooh. And after playing for an hour in the sun, I felt like yakking. But I can only blame myself, okay? I can only blame myself because I had an accidental bender, almost bender, on Friday night. Well, they're, they're annoying when they sneak up on you. I know, I know. Now, I'm not one uh, for drugs, but there's one deadly drug out there that I think is a serious issue in this country. And um, What, methamphetamine? Like, uh, <laughs> oh, worse. Yeah. Well, worse. I, well, you're probably going to stitch them so it's alcohol. No, worse. I didn't want it to come to this, guys, but I'm actually going to have to play this warning. Health warning. Health warning. That's the new health warning, guys. Caffeine. Oh, oh my God. God. Caffeine, oh, yeah. guys. I didn't, I didn't even want to say this disgusting yeah. thing. It's an epidemic. You're well, right. You know I'm not usually one for coffee, but I made a crucial error on Friday night, guys. I had two espresso martinis at about 10 p.m. Oh, Harry. Yeah. Harry. I know, I know. Give me a head. I know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you just shook it out of me never again. Yeah. You know, you ever have like a vodka rebel or one of those espresso martinis oh. and you're like, and you're, st- you're staring at the ceiling until 4 a.m.? You know, they- <laughs> Heart racing at like 160 yeah. BPM. Yeah. Before they brought in, the, brought in the RTD laws, there was this thing called Elevate, which I think was taken off the market. Mm. But there was our local bottle shop had them out of date and they were selling th- four packs <laughs> four packs for um, $7. And I just remember being 19 and not sleeping for ages. There was another one, Pulse. I remember getting this around there. This was prior to them. This is prior to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, about I four, didn't drink underage. What so. about four locos in the uh, United uh-huh. States? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actual a- rocket fuel. When is the government going to step in and Seriously. put some bloody, I don't know, restrictions on when you can buy these drinks out at a, par, a, par, a bar or a pub? It's always funny when people are like, oh, no, no, I don't have a coffee after midday. But then on Saturday night, <laughs> yeah. people are like, espresso martini. Yeah, I'll, I'll have six and it's 11 p.m. Sure. Harry's the sort of guy when you're in the morning at work and it's like, anyone want a coffee? And it's like, well, you go to the drugstore. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I, I don't I, put drugs in me. <laughs> Gross. Harry goes, I don't drink that poison. <laughs> I don't want to poison myself like you guys. Sorry. Speaking of you guys, what's going on? <laughs> Boys, last week I floated a new segment. About schemes. Well, I was mm. inundated. Oh, stingy corner, stingy yeah, corner. Yeah, no, corner. I didn't Love say it. that. I did, this is my segment. This is my segment. Schemes. It's not breaking the law, but sometimes it toes the line. Schemes, 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 schemes. Stingy skin, stingy. Well, I was inundated with messages and emails about how people are finding ways to make big bucks. So you got like two messages because you would have been like, that's more. it, day off. Lots more, <laughs> lots more than that. And, you know, times are tough, boys. Inflation through the roof. Every day I'm hustling, hustling, mm. hustling, hustling. Mm. But my scheme team, my hustlers, we're finding ways to get ahead. We see things other people don't see. 
What's we don't we don't break the rules, but we find loopholes in the system. Your so last week was literally technically stealing. illegal. It's not illegal. It was stealing. Now I can't go through every scheme I was sent. It's just too many. But I've selected a couple to read out. One is from a hustler Will. Every week I do a Coles online order. When you order something and it isn't available, they send you an alternative. But if you say you're not happy with the alternative they choose for you, you get the item for free. Recently, my girlfriend and I have found a Japanese ice cream which is consistently not available in Australia. But we order it, get sent an alternative, which we say we're not happy with. We're now receiving a free tub of ice cream every week. Blow them wide open. Will, I don't mind that one. I think that one's good. Sorry, that's Will's massive sack of money he just dropped from uh, not not having to spend money. Wow, does he keep his um, coins in his... Uh, scrotum. <laughs> the other one I sent him was from Tom. He says, Hey guys, indifferent about the pod. I have a scheme I've schemed for about two to three years without a single slap on the wrist. Scheme. On Android phones, you can get a digital MyKey, which is the public transport card for the non-Melbourners. Yeah. If you have $5 left on your digital card and the fare is $5.30, your card will go into minus 30 cents. Simply delete the card, start a new one, and save 30 cents each time. God, think of all like the coke and prostitutes and and baller things he could buy from that. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen anyone tag on to a uh, Marty system public transport ever. I think he's now bought um, nine properties from that one little trick. Mm, He bought Central Station. He owns Flinders Street Station. You know know what they say, boys? Never lost money from turning a profit. Stay hustling, my fellow schemers. Kick it forward, mailbag at gmail.com. Send me your ski mails. Stingy.com. No, be no, 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 no. Be a total stinge with Still shit. Still shit. Still shit. Like that. It's my new no crimes. Segment. New favourite segment. Uh, guys, how am I going? <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to move on, but how are you going, Josh? Yeah, I, I was in Melbourne over the weekend, guys. Have you guys been? <laughs> oh, God. Melbourne, so, Melbourne, Melbourne. Bro, do you want your own version now or what? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah. Like, I'm actually yeah, over the lounge. I'm over the lounge. Even though I double back for a coffee every time. Mm. But I uh, <laughs> had a big weekend. Um, I did an MC gig for Lululemon over there. It's pretty cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Going into my territory here. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. the hell? But you're big into basketball, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So that was kind of thing. It was a crossover. I proved that I can do any sport when I did the hockey. Remember? So that's right. You carry on. In did fact, Lululemon pick you because he's so massive and jacked. Um, when I when I told George I was doing an event for Lululemon, he was like, "Oh man, that's so. Can you get me free stuff?" <laughs> and then I was like, "You know, you can like purchase Lululemon from jobs we do, right?" Mm, I, mm-hmm. I just like would trade it all for a pair of shorts. <laughs> I get him the shorts. He's like, "No, nah, they're a little bit too big." Yeah, I want them to go to someone that will appreciate them more than me. That's reverse hustling. I'll That's reverse scheming. That's giving away free stuff. <laughs> Far out. It really goes against everything I thought you believed in. Uh, so it was a three-on-three basketball tournament, but it was weird. There was heaps of AFL players. There was Ziggy Ramo there as well, singing yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. we, we ended up, I was emceeing it, but we ended up playing in the final. It was a really fun event for this thing called sp- uh, Support Bras. People play on words. Spell it. B-R-A-H-S. And we got Wicked Kit and stuff. We had a great day and it wasn't really any for for money. So people were having a fun time. But we faced up against James Harms, Max Gorn 
and his teammates in the final. Oh, and um, Corey Maynard, who used to play for Melbourne and also for the Townsville Crocs as well. And then there was my ragtag bunch, the MC in the final. Bravo. Bravo <laughs> to you, mate. Well done. You won. But, yeah, so it was, a, it was just a fun weekend anyway. We had a great time and then, you know, had a couple of froths. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, now I'm interested. Now I'm all ears. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about every single one you had. Sorry, I'm getting to an awkward level of comfort in being awkward on a plane to people. Like I've, tr- I've flown a lot this year. I'm nearing platinum. When I get platinum, I might just like not rock up anymore. Platinum virgin. Yeah. <laughs> just, not, <laughs> just not even. So you're going to have to hand over that penis. <laughs> what do you get with Plat V? Plat V, not much. <laughs> I don't think so. Approval that you have wasted a lot of money. Do you get a pair of um, like those wheelie shoes? I've always wanted them. I know. Every oh, day. Can, we find, them. can we find adult sizes yes, and go around? With yes, them? we can. <laughs> I got to the point. I was flying back on Sunday. I was a bit. I got the first flight out, and there was a guy in front of me. And you know, you guys know my rule. We spoke about this previously. My rule about reclining seats. Always do it. Never do it on <laughs> domestic flights. My number one rule is like I, I, I'm gonna try and keep my rule going by mm. not doing it myself. Even red eye? Uh, yeah, even red eye. I'll let you finish. <laughs> so the guy in front of me, he's reclined. And I've just tapped him because I'm I'm asleep and I've tapped him on the shoulder and I go, excuse me, can you, do you mind not reclining? And he said to me, why? And I go, I don't know, I'm tall. I'm trying yep. to sleep. And he paused for a second and goes, oh, oh, okay. And then went forward. And I, I, I just want to know what you think. I don't know if you can do that. Why? I just don't know oh, if Harry, you can. thank you. Because it's like, <laughs> I agree you shouldn't if it's a daytime flight. I think I think lines get blurred when, when it's red eye. But it, someone is well within a right. Might be a shit thing to do, but you can't ask them not to. I'm saying I'm beyond that now. I'm just asking. I'm beyond. I'm, I'm asking anyone who reclines to stop reclining. I'm politely asking them. And if they don't. Harry, if you'd be so reclined. <laughs> Bravo to you, Giorgio. First of all, Josh, you might have had a better sleep if you reclined your own seat. <laughs> okay? Second of all, I think I might have discussed this. Red eye or not, people are from all over the world on different time zones. Okay? On domestic flights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%, okay? 100. 100. 100. Okay. I can, I can go for hours and hours and I'll keep going for a little bit longer. Well, fuck you. Fuck you this too, Giorgio. Gray area, this gray area. It's gray area you guys are bringing up here. If you can recline, the airline allows you to recline, you recline your goddamn okay. seat. I'm okay with that. I didn't know you were like that. Mm. I don't know what, what what we do next week. Well done for um, asking though. Oh, next week. I think I think we discussed, I don't want to be anywhere near you on the plane. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> so you know when we had full credit, our other podcast, um, we used to do positive prank calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. The call's coming from inside the house. So I thought I'd bring them back, positive prank calls, because prank calls, they often skew negative or they're, you know, they could be taken as a negative thing. So I thought I'd prank some people and, you know, potentially do something positive, you know, good feedback. And I had a really good experience. And what do you you guys think the hardest job in Australia is? Mm, Heart surgeon. Uh, no. Nah. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking like um, doctor during COVID or potentially like guys serving for Australia or a peacekeeping mission. The hardest job is being done by the person sitting in this chair right now that I'm doing. <laughs> the big house judge. Yeah. What do you What do you reckon it is, Josh? I think it's the printing session section at Officeworks. I brought oh. this up a very oh, yeah. so many times. Okay, so I was in Officeworks in South Melbourne and I rock up to the printing section. There's 15 fucking people in line. Oh, yeah. All of them probably don't know what a PDF is, what a 
would a PNG, let alone a JPEG, oh, and, they're, oh, and they're lining up for these jobs that in total 19 cents or some shit in revenue yeah. for the company. But the person behind the counter is fielding all these questions. And at the same time, there's about 20 different self-serve computers there. But for them to go and individually train these people how to use them every time, is going to take even more time. So we may as well just take them, even though they've all got complaints. It's one of the few places in the world where complaints skew so far in one way compared to the amount of revenue bringing. So 19 cents, but about mm. 40,000 complaints. Here, here, here. And I was sitting there as I'm waiting for all this woman saying the email didn't work. And he's like, you put the at in the wrong position. <laughs> and then I thought, wow, this is the hardest job. And the person on the counter, who looks like he's had about nine bongs the night before, <laughs> was just so lovely and so patient. Like if you made him on 2K, he would be 99 patients, maybe. Okay. 79 bongs. Rogue reference, I'll pay it. I wanted to pay them back. I wanted to call Officeworks and say, you know what, you're doing a great job. And, you know, prank him. <laughs> get him, get him. Good evening, Officer South Melbourne. Just want to say, you have the hardest job in Australia. Really good experience this Saturday. Yeah. I think I think um, I thought it was worth calling in. Yeah, no, so, yeah, no they do a really good job here. So. No, all, yeah, all, all the best, mate, and um, I hope you, uh, hope you have a good day. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But no, he did really actually do quite a yeah, good job. Yeah. Really I had my first experience. Like, this is one of your hobbies, the, the printing section in Office Works. Yeah, like, this Twitter, Talkback Radio. I had my first experience last time we were in Melbourne to print something up before the grand final breakfast. Right. And I just like, I was probably in there for a total of, yeah, 20, 25 minutes. It wasn't that busy. But that amount of time for me then paying 20 cents. Yeah, I know. And mm. I was just thinking... Like the cost of electricity of me being in the store, the air conditioning to cool me down would have probably costed more than the revenue they gain from that transaction. Especially when you're like drinking a beer at the time and just chucking it on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> they make most of their money from big speaker sales. Oh, right. I almost wasn't angry anymore. Oh, yeah, and then I, yeah. I got steel mm. corner. Mm. So when we had full credit, uh, we had someone that kept positive prank calling me oh, and he would call me every Tuesday and ring up and go, Gallup, great job and hang up. <laughs> and one time I recorded it. And so I was at the bar on Friday night and this guy came up who turns out to a guy called Josh Moff. Mm. And he's like, Gallup, I've got something to tell you because I've met him before. Um, the positive prank caller was me. Oh, <laughs> got him! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You rascal. Yeah, yeah. He's actually sent in some audio of him recording with his mates. He's a scoundrel. You know who this is, mate. Thanks for, oh, thanks for the shout out on the pod this week. Loving it, brother. Keep up the good work. See you Bye. soon, mate. See you soon. And I was like, were you making fun of me? He goes, no, no, I just thought you did a good job. <laughs> so that's like the pay it forward method. method. Like people, are, it's carrying. Did Moff transfer over to kick it forward? <laughs> no, no. What? I know, I know. Let's he was like, him. nah, I kind of work in podcasts now. I don't really listen to pods anymore. Yeah, sure, sure. And I was like, oh, of course, so I inspired you. He's like, nah. Nah, <laughs> cool. One of our favorite comedians, Sam McDonald, who won... The comedy festival in Edinburgh last year, he was like best comedian. He's Australian and he's gone over to Great Britain and, and been really, really successful. Uh, he's, I, I play that snippet from his live show sometimes about toxic masculinity. If this is toxic masculinity, poison me to death! So now he's on Taskmaster, oh, yeah. which like, I, it's, a, it's an okay show. Like UK does really good yep. shows like that. Mm -hmm. But he's appointment viewing on every single one of his segments. Like all, he's gaining all these cult followers in the UK just from how funny he is every single episode. He even brought up Hey Hey It's Saturday for no reason on the last episode and Pluck a Duck. And everyone there has no context to it and he's explaining to it. This is Pluck a Duck. <laughs> this is a TV show called Hey Hey It's Saturday. Called Hey Hey It's Saturday, yeah. hosted by Pluck a Duck. By Daryl. 
And so he would... <laughs> so when the time came, they'd say, it's not a chicken, it's not a cow, it's Buck Duck right now. And he'd come running out and he would just stress everyone out and Daryl would calm him down and then you could win a car. Okay. <laughs> so that's something to check out as well. Gosh, we're here to the main episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, well, that wasn't the main episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him there's more. It's hustle. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Bartel Poos for the first time in a day. It was better than later. Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ritardo. They came bounding over. The headlines. And Five stars. One star. Skip it a button, Dada. Uh, Grozza Toyota Prado 66 is the username here, reviewing the Matagarup Bridge here in Perth, which links East Perth to Optus Stadium area. Why don't you tell people how many birds you kill when they fly into the zip line? We witnessed a pelican fly straight into the zip line and tore its wing off and crashed into the children's playground one evening. One star. Why don't they I, say that? Yeah, I know. We had a really good one sent in from... Ben Bywater. Hi guys, hate the pod. Got a review for you. The cafe responsible posted on the Instagram. Best part is that the bloke is actually one of the nicest guys going around from my local cafe. Anyway, enjoy. So someone's posted this Google review and then rather than accept the racism, the guy's now wearing it as a badge of honor on his chest. This is from Sarah. It's only five months ago. The dark Asian full of tattoos with long hair was so slow and took 15 to 20 minutes to do my cup of coffee. He was rude and trying to start a fight with the customers and laughing at them for no reason. Just put in your mind when you go there, you'll pay $7 for a large full of syrup drinkable cup of coffee and you'll receive it 20 minutes later with a bad attitude from the dark Asian. I don't want a bad attitude in my coffee. So that was Sarah. Really important detail in letting us know. Yeah, um, yeah, the hue of uh, Asian. Yeah. Uh, And then they've they've shown from Goody's Coffee He's actually printed out the Google review onto a black shirt <laughs> with Sarah and the full, like, pretty illiterate ramblings afterwards, and he's smiling with the biggest smile ever, still serving them coffees. So people have got right around it. Well done. Well done. Well done. Love coffee. that. Giorgio? found out that Google lets you review some major geographical landmarks, but not all of them. Like, you can't review Perth as a city, but you can leave a review for Great Britain or you, you know, the yeah, Atlantic. Natural Ocean. things are one of my favourite because it's like, why mm. would you have such a strong opinion on these things? Mm. Like, there's some really funny ones for Niagara Falls and things like that. So a couple more for the Arctic Ocean. One said, I mean, it's all right, but nothing special. It was pretty cold and penguins beheaded my cousin. Overall, <laughs> so, <laughs> so annoying. Overall, it was an okay experience. Oh. Three star. Arctic Asian has some, you know, some demons out there. Another one, just too cold, no Starbucks, pathetic little bears, one star. Uh, So the review of Great Britain said, this place is actually just four countries in a freaking trench coat. A setup, a lie, not a country, but looks like one. Probably trying to get into an R-rated movie with all the other countries. One star. Just some white guys talking about basketball. Just some white guys talking about basketball. Just some white guys talking about basketball. We don't really know much about basketball. Cause we're just white guys talking about basketball. Can't dunk belly lay up a basketball. The only fantasy is in my head. I think we're going to change that for the old one next week. It's too long. NBA season starts in two days. Yeah. It's just finished. Yeah, it did kind of. Nah, nah. It's been ages. Yeah, it's been ages. Who won again? Denver. Denver, yeah, yeah. Jokic, big dog. Everyone's talking about it. Wembenyama. 
An unbelievable preseason, living up to the hype so far. In about 20 minutes per game, he's averaging like 20 points, three blocks. He could actually lead the league in blocks this year. With everyone talking about Wembenyama, I want to make sure we're giving people the tools to go into any conversation and be able to talk about Wemby, you know, even if you know nothing about NBA. So this is like good for white guys talking about basketball, right? White mm. guys, it's yeah, exactly, yeah. So um, so I've written up this educational script. So, boys, it's going to be a cold read. Jeez, how about Wembenyama, hey? Oh, uh, sorry, I'm not good at reading. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go again. Can you just read the fucking script? Jeez, how about Wembenyama, hey? I'll say. In brackets, Harry thinking in his head. Oh no, I don't know anything about this wet banana fellow. I better listen into these and learn something. Mm, bro, he is a problem. He's going to terrorise the league. I think you're allowed to talk about that after Taliban joke last week. Shout out. <laughs> so, so, no cap on God. He's an alien, bro. It ain't even fair. He has an eight foot wingspan. Whoa, that's the same as eight and a half seagulls long. Mm, I bet he has a massive fucking hog on him. No doubt. He's an absolute python. I've learned so much. <laughs> Gonna impress all my mates now. Wendy for MVP. <laughs> hey, Georgia, you said I had more lines than two. What do you mean? You're the main character you learning. Said, you said I had heaps of lines in that. Well, yeah, about as much as everyone else. It wasn't a long script. Wow. I feel so much more educated. Georgia, now. one, two, three, four. Josh, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Harry, one, uh, two. Hang on. Can't see a third. You guys had double my amount of lines. Yeah, look at the word count though. <sighs> God. Yeah, nah, fair. Good yeah, point. Fair. Good, good point. Good great, cover. great. Okay, I am learning. Do you learn? Yeah, 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 for sure. I'll roll that tomorrow. Also, uh, <laughs> Wembenyama's a size 20 US shoe. Yeah, I think um, Shaq was 21. Oh, I think um, LeBron was 22. Ben Simmons uh, announced this week that he'd potentially be playing in the Olympics, guys. He's real stoked. He, got the, he did this weird interview with the Channel 9 correspondent. What was I, I telling like you about Simo? We've been here before. <laughs> Didn't he say it last what? time? He also had an Esquire cover where he was shirtless and it just says back better than ever or something. It's like, oh man, can we just can we just see 20 games? Just give us 20 games. Yeah. And then we'll start talking about it. Also, are we sure that the boomers actually want him in? Because the mm. last time he uh, said he was going to play, he bailed. In the World Cup the first time, I think 2019, uh, he was the face of all promotions in Australia, even in front of an MCG. I think they were trying to get 100,000 people at the game and then he bailed about two weeks prior. I, don't, I just don't want to be hurt again. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready for the Olympics. I'm ready for Australia. It's like, oh, you play point guard, right? We kind of have a guy in that position called Josh Giddy. We have this guy who tries really, really hard. He's pretty good. He really he's likes to be there good. as well. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I really want to go to Paris. It'd be just quite fun to go to Paris for the Olympics. You guys like, need to no faff. No shit. You guys need to faff, okay? What do you um, mean? What forgive is- and forget. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, I know we don't, have enough, we don't have enough of the week. We talk a bit about serious comments written by uh, people with bad usernames. And I found this one while reading about uh, Wembenyama on Reddit. Okay. So there's obviously a lot of excited Spurs fans watching the preseason go, oh God, he's going to be so good. Can I just say before we get to it, that he, it has been unbelievable. He's been better than I anticipated. Like I watched the highlights against Golden State Warriors today. It's, it's weird. It's actually weird watching him. He's better, so much better than I thought. He's so much longer than I thought. He's blocking He's blocking Clay Thompson and he keeps swatting Andrew Wiggins. It's, it's crazy. He's yeah. so, so, so long, but not somehow uncoordinated. No, Georgia. and he looks like, you know, People at the three-point line, they're like, oh, cool, open three, and he can be two metres away and with his eight-foot wind span will just 
slam ball. Because some, sometimes that's terrible. Like sometimes that's not a good indication of someone being a good defender because it means they're throwing themselves out of the rotation and then right. it's five on four. But he's blocking them <laughs> so and getting the turnover. He could genuinely average like five blocks a game. Oh, um, maybe so, three. So anyway, reading about Reddit, um, a lot of excited Spurs fans, and one guy says. It's his league from now on. Wow, he's financially. He's, he's obviously in on it, and you know, yeah. what, you know, there's that to come. There's people talking about big yeah, a lot, a lot of, of hype. hype. Yeah, that yeah. was um, Clit Lord. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's the Lord of Clits and Takes. Yeah. Yeah. Hot takes. And basketball takes. Yeah, yeah. Is he taller finally, than um, Yao Ming? Yao Ming's taller. Mm. Okay. Well, now I'm not interested. One. Yao Ming's bit. like Yao Ming's was way less mobile and stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. It's probably less interesting to you in general, actually. I think you just would be intrigued by yelping. They just remind me, though, with the Ben Simmons thing of when we're in Philadelphia, Harry, and we're asking Phillies fans what they thought of Ben Simmons. So we'd ask them a lot of questions about Jordan Maylata, the NFL player from Sydney, who they love there and, like, how much they're excited for the Eagles. And then out of nowhere, we'd just ask them, oh, cool, what do you think of Ben Simmons? <laughs> One guy goes, man, fuck Ben Simmons. Fuck. And one woman goes, no, we don't like him. We don't like him. And, like, it was honestly nine or ten different people all within the space of an hour, their demeanor changed. Ah! It's gonna gonna hit a six and gonna suck some dicks gonna bowl with my mates. Bloody cricket, eh? World Cups, mate. Doesn't end. Doesn't end. I'll say. It's another very long one as well, uh, the ODI World Cup. Previously probably the most known long one. Was it one day International World Cup? It should mm. just be one fucking day. Yeah, good point. Exactly. Not many people going to this World Cup. Yeah, there's been some some talk that potentially there's some I, racial limiting thing between like Pakistan India stuff. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if enough about it. To I talk heard about some it. of the scheduling and like the tickets were at least late. It was all and the tickets were very expensive apparently. Yeah. Okay. And also some of the uh, stadiums are hard to access. Right. Um, it's just not cricket. It's throwing them throwing the um, international the foreign fans around. Yeah, there. for sure. Mm. Well, I think like so anyway, Australia kind of back on track. Uh, Mitch Marsh, our man Bison. Yes, Bison. Dog. He's big dog. Big Love, dog. Oh, he's dog. My What's favorite. up? What's he up? Had one, he had 121 with Warner 163, and they beat Pakistan. Absolutely smashed them for six. <laughs> oh. And then, uh, and so they're back on track. They, they might make a late run, and you know what? We'll be right there to jump on the bandwagon. Hey guys, we've, we've discussed World Cup fatigue before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just when you thought the World Cups were coming to an end, well, we're done, no, right? We're no, done no, for the no, year, no, right? No more. Well, on right now in Saudi Arabia, the World Combat Games. Oh. I know. Upcoming is the World Handball Championships. No, in Denmark, Norway, and Sweden, oh. and the most global game of them all. The Baseball World Series, which is always seems to be hosted in the United States for some reason. Well, so isn't that every year? No, that's yeah. the uh, that's just that's just the the base MLB. It's called the World Series. Yeah, that was the gag. <laughs> Josh, you nailed that. <laughs> that man. was uh, yeah, that, that was a bit of a take on them calling it the World Series. <laughs> uh, Grace Harris. <laughs> Bang! Speaking of India for six with a bloody broken handle. Classic Grace Harris behaviour. Stuff it, I'll still hit it. <laughs> stuff it, i still hit it. I love that. Box office, there's no doubt about that. And there it is, Shit Young. And she's still in it for six. It is extraordinary stuff. Grace Harris hit a record knock, hit a record knock against the Scorchers, 136 not out, I think. And wow. then one of the sixes uh, had a broken bat. And then she goes, you know what, fuck it. Let's just try and break this motherfucker further. With a broken bat. And it snapped in half, but still went for six. And that's cricket. Take your word the final it. thing I had from cricket this week, because we I don't want to cricket overload. 
No, no, I'm all about it. I'm yeah, like, yeah, cool, cool, I might cool, play cool, this cool. summer. There was an article about Adam Zampa and the national team's coach for not singing the national anthem, basically saying, uh, how dare these people not sing the national anthem. Now, there's some talk because some NRL players hadn't sung the national anthem and they thought it was thought to be potentially a, a protest about the yes-no vote, uh, the referendum mm-hmm. recently, and Adam Zampa wasn't singing the national anthem. Now, it hasn't been detailed whether or not he was doing it for any reason, but my argument with that is, like, firstly, this guy is just trying to, like, start a fire, this absolute flog. I don't have his name in front of me. You love calling out a flog, don't you, Josh? Fucking what a piece of shit. And he's also just trying to like, he's doing the Murdoch cuck thing of just trying to start a fire um, that doesn't exist against Adam Zampa, who's pretty outspoken. or not even that outspoken. He's just like a generally pretty chill dude. And I would argue that if I'm, some people just might not like singing in public. Have you ever thought of that? Like, I mean, I can't relate. Yeah, no, neither can I. I love singing in public. Well, I like singing in public too, but I I, I think like the national anthem, I do remember being a bit awkward sometimes when I was singing. Only about 10% of players sing it usually anyway. That's what I'm talking about. This guy's cherry-picked this (laughs) moment to just like try and fuel the referendum debate even more, even though it was a no vote anyway. It's fucking crazy. What's the best national anthem go? I like the French one's good. French one? Star Spangy for me. Oh, you like Oh, really? Italy goes hard. Italy national anthem goes hard. Random Sports Spotlight. They knew and they let it happen. Okay, we've got a random sport today. It's not that random. I mean, it's a marathon. There's a fair few runners out there. Oh, Melbourne there. Melbourne on Saturday morning, I went out on the scooters. Almost killed myself like seven times. <laughs> yep. Wear a helmet? Yeah, I had look like I wanted to look like a nine foot dork, so I, I put on the, the helmet. Floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was going through Albert Park, and there were there was probably like fifty run clubs I saw. They, they, they fucking love I'm running. I'm telling you, they love running in Melbourne. They love it. Hey, it's Sorry. marathon season at the moment, though. Is Everyone's it? running marathons at the moment. Yeah, like spring. Oh, Perth, spring is spring. Perth, there's been a whole bunch of marathons. I suppose summer might be too too hot for it. Because mm. that brings me to my next point. Ben Lund sent in a famous event that he thought we should talk about. And I did a little bit of research, listened to some podcasts on it as well. It's about the 1904 marathon. It's labelled the worst organised event in Olympic history, potentially any major sporting world championship. We know we've had a lot of them, Harry. <laughs> too many. Too <laughs> many. So these are some of the highlights where that happened, all right? So firstly, when you've got to have an Olympics and you don't have planes, yet because it's 1904. Where do you reckon you should have it? Probably somewhere where people can get to. Pretty central. Yeah, 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 so they had it in St. Louis. So if you managed to get to the US, (laughs) either LA or uh, New York, you then had to go a thousand miles to St. Louis. By horse. As a result, only 12 nations came to the event. So the entire thing was basically Americans. 12 (laughs) is surprisingly high. That's like most of the countries back then. So only 12 nations participated and they had to get there somehow. One guy was from Cuba. He was the only Cuban that participated in the entire Olympics. Raised a bit of money to get to the US, then, then gambled it all when he arrived in New Orleans and then had to hitchhike his way there. And when he got there for the marathon, he was in a full full long pants, head to toe dress with dress shoes. And he was ready to the marathon. He didn't quite understand what a marathon was, but he just wanted to do I'll it. I'll give it a go. Yeah, I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah. So when they got to the actual race, there were only 32 runners, four nations competed, and it was 35 degrees on the day around there, 38, 35, and 93% humidity. It's, it's really, really dangerous. And on top of that, as soon as they left the stadium, it was on dirt roads with cars and dogs and people walking their dogs and just like things going past like horses and shit on yeah. dirt roads. And it was really windy on the day. So there was dust everywhere. So there's dirty <laughs> dust everywhere in really, really Excellent conditions. So people are just breathing in this dust while they're running around the hottest thing ever. And on top of that, James Sullivan, who organized the whole thing, he thought, you know what? 
Why don't we do a test, a scientific test while we do this marathon? Oh. Let's see how much dehydration impacts runners. <laughs> so they only had one refueling station for water for the whole race. The Olympic event. This is apparently a true story. So they had one time to have water. And then there was also this trend at the time because there's sometimes trends in medical science that then proliferate just purely on those that are pushing it. Like I think the Heimlich remove, uh, maneuver is one of them where pat on the back is apparently better for getting rid of a choking thing, but it's just popular in science because one guy, I think like Johnny Big Hi- Dong Heimlich. Mr. Heimlich. It's, yeah. a cool na- it's got a cool name. Better marketing. Yeah. So one of the things that they, were, they thought worked for uh, enhancing athletic potential at the time was giving people s- small doses of strychnine. But, and if you don't know what strychnine is, it's commonly used to kill rats. <laughs> It's a poison. So in medium doses and more, it kills people. But in small doses, they thought it would um, cause muscle spasms that would jolt people forward. <laughs> oh, so they weren't people giving people water. They were giving them small doses of strychnine. And Without s- telling them? No, no. They, they were like dabbing it like one to two milligrams as they raced. Oh, my God. So as a result, there were a lot of near casualties. One person fell in a dish and was so close to dying, they actually declared him dead because he had so much <laughs> dust in his esophagus and strychnine obviously poisoning that they thought he was dead and he eventually came to a couple of days later and, you know, was uh, made a full recovery a year later. I think he potentially won the Boston Marathon. And he's like, fuck, I'm pretty thirsty. They're like, mm, nah, you've already had your break. <laughs> <laughs> There were two South Africans that just rocked up and they were actually the, the first two um, Africans in the Olympics. So they participated, they were part of the Boer War and they were there in town because there was some exhibition about the Boer War. Back in those days, people would like tour an exhibition about history. So they would often like tour other nations, be like, oh, look, these are what Chinese people are. Oh, look, these are what Africans <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they, yep, yep. They, they end up coming in like top 10 finishes. And also at one point, one was chased by a dog about a mile off track, <laughs> a, like a stray wild dog. Okay, so James Sullivan after this race is going, okay, well, the dog didn't work, the strychnine didn't didn't work, the dehydration didn't work. But you know what? We learned a lot. We We learned learned so much about dehydration. (laughs) One of the funnier things that happened is a guy fell so sick during the race that they put him in a car and took him back to the stadium. So you went off and did the race and then eventually the finish line was also at the stadium. So you'd run into a full stadium and people would be cheering, which they do in marathons, obviously. So he's rocked up and he's walked in the stadium and everyone's thought he's won because he's it still took about three hours to do it. So he's walked in and he's decided, you know what, fuck it, I'll start celebrating. Let's take it. It got to the point where he had a wreath and he had a photo with the president at the time's daughter and until someone said, actually, no, he got a lift in a car. Oh, that's like send a pigeon, basically, because there were no phones or anything. Well, no, no, someone just saw that he didn't, he didn't, he, he was in a car at one point. <laughs> it was a bloody Wild West back then. It was the a Wild West. Wasn't it? Did anyone complete it? Yeah, so a couple of people did complete it. It's the worst marathon time in history by about double. <laughs> Where? I want so, a drink of water. So oh. unbelievable. <laughs> this week's episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Harry, another, another round. Every round is amazing. We had rivalry round last weekend. This week, just friend Yeah, round. they're all mates now. They're yeah. all hanging out. Uh, a lot of big ones this weekend. Flagman will take on Sydney at home. Excited for that one. Also, Essendon take on GWS. A real test of their might, the Bombers. Will they blow up? That could be an eight-point game, Josh. I'm also looking forward to Sunday between West Coast and Collingwood at the MCG. Uh, Pies had in heavy favourites, but the Eagles, they've been feisty lately. West Coast really looking for game experience at the G in case they make finals. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Especially Reed. Like, yeah. is it too um, crazy to say he's going to play in at least five premierships? Um, yeah, it is crazy. It should be at least ten. Oh. 
Uh, yeah, 10 premierships. And maybe for another team. Oh. So, yeah, they head in heavy underdogs, but it should be a big game regardless. And remember, if you want that and more, head to the Neds app today to check out their massive range of AFL markets. Prices subject to change. T's and C's apply. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Uh, the guy that won it sort of came out of nowhere. Oh, you'd be happy to know the Cuban in the full dress kit uh, ended up finishing fourth. Excellent work. <laughs> Excellent work. Yeah, well done. Excellent to him. work. Yeah. Uh, so the 1904 marathon, uh, not a random sport, but one of the weirdest and stupidest sports that has ever existed. If you can top that, kick it forward, mailbag at gmail.com. Also, when I was researching this, you know, I was looking up, trying to find old footage, but there wasn't really, it was just photos. Do you ever find it funny when they find old Australian reports? I just, this came on my YouTube. And they sort of kind of talk funny. So first of all, the reporters sound yeah. interesting. Would you tell me, please, who is the boss of your house? Uh, well, we both are. Oh, you and your wife? Yeah. <laughs> There's never been any... 50-50, all quite plenty. Well, we're here to talk about whether or not who rules the house. Is it the wife or the man? Yeah. <laughs> Do they just talk every day like that? And they'll go to a woman. It's like, well, we would you, we would say that one would, would, would enjoy the house, but... I, I always think about old, like, football commenters where they're like, Smith kicks it over to the wing and mm. finds uh, McGovern, and McGovern's going to take the mark, and he's It must be off. so gradual that if you go back 70 years... It sounds so distinct and so somewhat British, but then also somewhat transistor radio. Uh, but I actually found this clip, and this is this is a man doing vox pops in downtown Melbourne. The topic of conversation is he wants to find out who rules the roost. Is it the husband or the wife? Very basic, you know, because they did a census at the time. This is the first person he speaks to. And now let's get back to Earth again. Uh, in the recent <laughs> census, Australians were required to put down who was head of the house. Excuse me. Did you fill in your census paper? I did. I guessed you were. Are you married? I'm a widow. Oh, I see. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 well, they didn't have editing techniques back then. <laughs> no, they did clearly because then there's a lot of box pops with 10,000 people. I lost people. my husband to the wall. <laughs> oh, God. The trips are home. Good job, boys. I lost, I, lost, I lost my husband to the great 1904 marathon. <laughs> Breakups, hookups, scandals. We know your darkest secrets. Sports gossip. Sports gossip. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, I can't help it. Sorry, that song's so good. <laughs> Guys, I'm afraid to say it's not all fun games and love in the sports gossip world this week. Yeah. If you. <laughs> A few sorry people around the sporting world this week, guys. Who? Yeah. Martin Brundle, one of them. Oh, no. Now, we actually haven't seen Martin Brundle do a grid walk since Singapore. You said okay. you were going to get to the bottom of this. And I, di- I think I have. Oh, all right. Okay. I've got a theory. I reckon he got suspended following his awkward interview with Oscar Piastri. This is what happened back then. Oscar, bad luck in qualifying. You've got some work to do in the race. Yeah, we'll try our best to see if we can uh, get... Esteban, Esteban, happy birthday. He's gone, he's gone. Sorry, I missed him. I was hoping to keep, I was hoping to keep Oscar, but I've lost him. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good luck. Hope you uh, get some presents. <laughs> happy birthday. Let Fiastri let answer about a quarter of the question. But Brandon was back in Austin over the weekend. And being the great guy that he is, he wanted to tie some loose ends and managed to redeem himself. Young Oscar is coming along. I, I managed to lose him last time, didn't I? So I'll have a, I'll have a quick chat with him. And uh, Oscar, quick chat. I'll stick with it today. Oscar, hi, how are you? Sorry about Singapore. That was my fault. 
Yeah, well done, Brundle. He, the, he got the apology away. How was the convo after? Longer than the previous one. <laughs> uh, now, the Stars were out in force in uh, Austin for the US Grand Prix, guys. Uh, Brundle had a chat to a few huge celebs. And you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe oh, it. Okay. Oh. Big names. Rory McIlroy. Roy. Jerry Bruckheimer. Mm-hmm. Patrick Dempsey as well. Yeah. No, you're yeah. right. I don't believe it. Yeah, I know. Dempsey, by the way, is going to be starring in a Ferrari movie coming out soon. What? But Brundle met his match. Wow. Okay. He had his eyes on a target, and while he usually doesn't give a fuck about butting into any conversation to get the interview, he was not willing to interrupt two times world heavyweight champion Anthony Joshua. Okay. Um, while he, that guy spoke to a couple of astronauts. And I'm not even going to play the audio, okay, because it's so boring. Brundle is standing there so awkwardly waiting for about a minute while they wrapped up the conversation. Brundle at one point even just putting his own microphone into the middle of the conversation. To start, like this fucking Brundle fella keeps coming <laughs> over there. He eventually had a great chat with him. But Brundle, I reckon, I don't know, has he been told maybe to just not be so um, abrasive, so interrupting. He's not abrasive though. He's like, he's fine. He's a funny little jolly man who's actually been a champion I himself. I love it. I, I love his style, but I think maybe he's been told. Oh, you're saying this is Big F1 saying, you know what, Brunel, yes. I don't give a yes. fuck what you do for the game. You're yes. being, right, you need to reel it in. Can we confirm it on the pod? Can we confirm it on the pod right uh, now? I'll look into that. I'll look into that. Um, <laughs> but your buddy won't believe it was hanging out in the Red Bull garage though, guys. Who? Oh, don't tell mm, me then. All rise. Prince Harry was in the house. What? Yes. What? Yes. Hanging out with the big boss man, Christian Horner. I thought Bossman was king. And you're not going to believe this, guys. Sports gossip can reveal that Prince Harry and Christian Horner dating. <gasps> We're sharing a giggle together. What? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Harry. They're having a laugh. You know you would get in no. trouble if you yeah. say shit that's not true. Yeah, I know. Well, I'll asterisk that. I know why you said I wouldn't believe it now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you, Georgia. Mm. Can I just say, I've, they've just announced that They'll put King Charles on the coins. They're going to have a release of the coins mm. end of this year. Nice. The the bust they've used of him, he looks just as disappointed to be doing the job as he does um, to be on the coin. <laughs> Do his giant God. sausage fingers take up three quarters of the coin? Well, I can only assume they're just out of frame. <laughs> but copyright, we're going to make a bigger coin that has the whole, the coin. Has the whole, the whole sausage in it. Yeah, the official thing. memorabilia of Kick It Forward. Get back to Prince Harry, guys. Sports gossip is also happy to reveal <laughs> that he was wearing, at this race, aviator sunglasses. What? Yeah, I know. What, is that? Oh, yeah, like, what does that say danger zone? about society? Crazy, um, hey. Now, um, Australia's very own Piastri sadly had to retire after a collision and following a five-race break, Dan Ricciardo came dead last, um, apart from the uh, disqualified people who got done for cheating. Um, pretty boring way of cheating, by the way. I was hoping there'd be, like, rockets attached to the car. Yeah. It was some, like, yeah. minor technical thing. Um, <laughs> Dan, <laughs> Dan Long Ric- air freshener. Yeah, something like that. Dan Ricciardo did prove he still is the coolest guy on the grid after a great interview with Caleb Presley from Barcel Sports. He's part of it. When you're in your car and you're driving around your hometown, do you break the law? Do you speed? As a, as a racer that's way more famous than me once said, mm-hmm. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. He's fast because he's furious. <laughs> Get emotional when I hear that music. Is everyone all right? I can relate. He mentioned us. He said our name, Perth, uh, even though he didn't yeah. said hometown, but <laughs> the other guy said it. But. Great interview, though. Go and look on YouTube with the whole thing, hey? Uh, all right, guys. Should we get around some college football? Yes, over to Michigan, Michigan State, guys, where the uh, Spartans 
have issued an apology after asking a trivia question about Hitler's birth country oh. at its game. Austria, by the way, I believe. Correct. The Spartans <laughs> were running a trivia segment on the Jumbotron during a stoppage in play when an image of Adolf Hitler was put on the screen alongside a question about his birth country. After the quiz, they screened an apology that read, MSU will not be using third-party source going forward and will implement stronger screening and approval procedures. No shout-outs to Adolf Hitler. I was about to say shout-out to Hitler. No, 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 no shout-out. I'll give another one to the top. <laughs> Party rocket. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No one, extremist only, groups are getting shout-outs on this They only got one. This is mine. Is that all right? You won't believe what happened at the Rugby World Cup. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stars galore, which you wouldn't pick at the Rugby World Cup. You think it'd be bloody fuddy duddy duddy wuddy and Argentinian smutty cruddy. But have you ever heard of? Um, <laughs> You're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of Javier Bardem, one of the sexiest elder gent- elderly gentlemen in the world? Spanish dates uh, married to Penelope Cruz. Oof. Mm. Well, he uh, turns out. He's a bit of a rugby player. I play rugby. I play for Spain. I uh, I play rugby. I started when I was nine years old. I play until I was 23. I loved it. I mean, it's my it's my passion. And I'm always saying that playing rugby in Spain is like being. A but he also had a very controversial nickname. Do you guys want to hear? It? Are you ready? Uh, hang, on, hang on. Let me get, let me prepare myself. <sighs> yeah, we ready. both were called Los Mendrugos, which is the, the, the hard part of the bread. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry you had to hear that. I'm sorry. I'm the sorry hard I did part that. Of the yes, bread. I'm sorry I had to hear that. The what? hardest part of the bread. Admittedly, very tough. Yes. Like if you let a fresh baguette go stale. Harry, come back. I think what uh, Josh has realized that sports gossip has no, <laughs> has no boundaries. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, and I'm, thank you. <laughs> it's just so painful to go through. Thanks for reporting the honest truth, though. Thanks. Do you guys like, you know that rat scene in Javier Bardem, you know, in Bond Skyfall? This is a villain, hey? The yeah. rat scene? The rat scene. In, where he's cooking under the hat? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it goes against all health regulation, surely. In the, there's the rat scene in uh, Skyfall where he comes down the stairs and explains how to get rid of rats. I love I it. It's covered the place had been infested with rats. So how do you get rats off an island? We buried an oil drum. And it's like it when he says, point, 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 point. Then we wired coconut to the lead as bait. And the rats would come for the coconut. And point, 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 point. <laughs> they would fall into the drum. <laughs> You've seen it. Also, <laughs> just side note on killing rats. Rats are very smart, very hard to kill. No, you got to point them. Point, 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 point. point, point, point. Um, they would figure that out. No, 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 you don't get it. Because then uh, eventually you have changed their nature. Point, point, they point. don't like coconut anymore. Feel, they feel, only eat rat. Feel free to edit this out, but I learned from a friend of oh, a friend. Oh, feel free. How he kills rats because we were sharing stories and I could never get rid of mine in the garden. And he goes, well, what I did was I put a mat down in my garden with some flour and I figured out where they walked and ran over the most. Then I bought these sticky gel mats that they run over and they get stuck and I'd hear them screech and he go, I go out with a metal pole and I'd bash them to death. That's how he killed rats. Boy, 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 Mr. President, can this wait? I've got bigger fish to fry. God bless my friend Harry. Harry's big house. What are you going to do? That's the big question around here, isn't it? Hang on. What's going on? Why? What? Have you have you made the bench way higher? Yes. Yes, I have. After the sidebars last week, 
I actually enjoyed the power I got from being up so high on the bench. Mm. Yeah, but you're so high now. You yeah, can barely see I've it. had the maintenance team install a, a 10 meter high bench. <laughs> oh. Is that, uh, does that breach H and R? No, what is it? You might get a uh, sore uh, neck. Right. What you is might, it? You might get a sore neck looking up here, guys. Ow. Let's get on with it. Order. Order. Sorry. Now I don't know how it happens <clears throat> or why it happens. But every week in Harry's big house, we seem to be breaking new ground. Mm -hmm. New styles of cases come across my desk all the time. And while it excites me as a caretaker of the law, it also shocks me each and every time I discover that there is a new type of crime I have to deal with, all right? This week, guys, James writes in with a self-confession. <laughs> what? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Sounds brave. <sighs> Dear Judge Harry, I come to you with a case right in your wheelhouse. It involves foreign cinema, the church, and poo. <laughs> 10 years ago, I organized a movie night at Melbourne's iconic Astor Theatre. The film was an obscure Danish drama, which I mistakenly thought my friends Tim and Ben would enjoy. We started the night by drinking all the beers at the Flying Duck Hotel before proceeding to the cinema on foot. That's when things quite literally turned to shit. I must have walked, walked that stretch of Chapel Street a thousand times, always without incident. But on that fateful night, I trod in poo. <laughs> This did not become clear until halfway through the film, but the smell, once detected, was overpowering. My shoe was caked in fresh, pungent soft serve. At the end of the night, we stood outside waiting for a cab. To add an insult to injury, Tim and Ben took this opportunity to slag off the film. But, Judge Harry, with the cab now arriving, I was less concerned about the shit film than I was with the shit shoe. <laughs> It was then that I took an action which I would live to regret. God, what? I removed my shoes and hurled them into the grounds of All Saints, an Anglican church <laughs> opposite the Astor Theatre. <laughs> the boys were astonished. To this day, they maintain that the shoes were tossed in an act of rage. They claim that I couldn't handle their criticism of my film choice and that I simply snapped. Even after all these years, whenever I get a little frustrated, all I hear is, look out, his shoes are getting loose. <laughs> In the group chat, they'll post that gif of the Iraqi journo throwing his shoes at George W. Bush. <laughs> Judge Harry, I'll admit it, catapulting my clogs into a church was thoughtless, sacrilegious even, but my intentions were good. I didn't want to soil the poor cabbie's car with my disgusting poo shoe. The suggestion that I had a meltdown about the film was completely slanderous and disregards the extenuating excrement. So I'm begging you, please help me to clear my name. And just remember, if the shoe's covered in shit, you must acquit. <laughs> Thank you, James. Wow. Oh, God. Excrement guys, story. I, yeah. It, it's, um, you know, it's there was a bit of humour in that one. Sometimes poo is funny, isn't it, guys? But this is not <laughs> funny at all. I don't, I don't, no, and I, you know I, what's I, not funny? The poo smell. Yeah. I don't oh. think I've ever, ever laughed at any Yeah, no, th and that. thanks for that. Yeah. What's going on here, though? Am I a judge or a defence lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of our great listeners has come to us for help, so help I will. Whilst, of course, ensuring that all parties are represented fairly. Asterisk, order. <laughs> James, wow. first of all, congratulations. You clearly haven't been able to live a normal life since that fateful night and we applaud you for telling the truth in an attempt to just move on. An attempt to lift a weight off your shoulders or dirt. Mm. Sorry. Let's first of all just lay this out on the table. The movie was shit. 
and the comments from the boys about the terrible film were completely warranted. But here's what we'll be answering today. James, when it came to disposing of your shitty shoes to avoid soiling the cab, did you throw them over the fence and onto the grounds of the church in a fit of rage during an alleged dummy spit? Now, why beat around the bush? I'm really sorry to do this, James, but I'm going to say yes. You admitted yourself that the act was thoughtless. You were clearly intoxicated from the rage of your friends slagging you off about the movie. Hindsight's obviously a wonderful thing, but you knew about the shitty shoes a long time before your decision to throw them into the church, so you could have done something else with them. Had you been thinking clearly, you may have found a more suitable option, like throwing them in a bin. Boys, I present to you Exhibit A, a Google Street view of Chapel Street, right outside the Astor Theatre. The entrance, a public bin. Oh my God. Oh my God. I knew you were good, but I didn't know you were this good. Yeah, I researched. This, by the way, is approximately 75 metres from the church, but the taxi would have picked them up. This shows the bin right outside the entrance, and I don't encourage littering, but you also could have maybe left them on the side of the road just as you got into the cab. But no. Someone probably would have washed them off and just put them back on. Yeah, used them. Yeah. But you made these shoes the responsibility of a poor priest that had to get a doggy bag to get rid of them. Yeah. Mm. After 10 years, though, I ordered the boys to move on and never bring this incident up in the group chat. The fact that you pulled this remarkable stunt to keep the cab driver happy really does prove that you're a good person. And the church was probably a good target because their rule book, aka the Bible. <laughs> Says that they must forgive no matter what. And that, that thing's never wrong. They've never made any mistakes in that one. <laughs> yeah. Never. No. Yeah. Uh, well, never. Asterix, no. Asterix. There are and a few James. Yeah. Order. Right? Lich- sorry. Literally order. Sorry. Really sorry. James, this is where the punishment comes in. You must go back to the Anglican church and confess your sins. <laughs> <laughs> Do not spare any details when telling your story and enjoy a new lease on life once you have completed the confession. Actually, quick sidebar, boys. Sorry, can you oh, approach the bench? It's too high up. Ugh. Oh, actually, due to the new height of the bench, I've actually installed a um, lift. Just press the button and it should come. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, oh. Here it comes. Oh, yep. oh. oh cool. Why'd yeah. you get... It's fancy. Hop in, yeah, come in, guys. Okay, yep. Oh, the door's oh, open. Why'd you get an old one and not a newish one? Oh, it, was, it was cheaper. I just had to pull the door shut. Just to level one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Can you come here much? It's good that you put the speaker in here so we can still communicate with you while in the... I know, it's high tech in that way. And also I have to speak to Giorgio. Does it smell like poo in here? Sorry about that. Okay, thanks for coming up, guys. Oh, hey. Um, Whoa. Why did you build an office like this as well? It's pretty cool, hey? Yeah. Why have you got... Pretty good view up here. Why have you got chicks in bikinis posters on the wall? Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. How you guys going? That's oh, good, man. I assume yeah. beers are in the safe. Mm, yeah. Sidebar. Sidebar over. Okay. okay. We'll go back down. We'll go oh, back hang down. on a sec. The lift says it's out of order now. <laughs> out of what? Order. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I installed a pool in here. Um, who wants to have a go at the diving board? Yeah, sure. Yeah? Oh, okay. It's my turn. Yeah, Josh, you go. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, you fucking broke the diving board, yes. mate. Fucking How is Giorgio going to get down? Well, there's only one option. Left. Oh. You're gonna have to put this parachute on, Giorgio. Here I go, doing okay, the thing you ready? that you Harry's ready? got prepared you ready? for me. <laughs> you ready? Okay, yep. Okay, jump. Ah! Open the chute! Open the chute! Giorgio! Oh, yeah, yeah, what the hell? Working. Oh god. Did we kill Giorgio? Giorgio is dead. There's a tally for you as well. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs>
I know Georgia just died and I should be upset, but what are you up to this weekend? <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you too well down there. Okay, go on. There's bloody water everywhere. Hurt my knee. Now, guys, oh, you're let's. Alive. Yeah. Oh, all right, let's wrap this case up, guys. Now, you guys know that I like to um, file all my cases under very precisely named folders, right? Well, um, there's a folder which I've been waiting to use, and it's right where this case about churches and poo is going now that I've dealt with it. What's the folder called, you ask? It's called Holy Shit. <laughs> Case closed. Do it also accept we'll sin shitty? No. <laughs> Dear muscles. Hello, G'day, superstars. Hold regard. You've got mail. Sorry, that was my head trauma. The falling. The actual, all the. No, add that on. It's funny. What do you mean? The comment, the head trauma. But what do you mean? Where do I add it? After you guys laugh at me. <laughs> so you want me to... That was like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, we're going to mail it in from you, the fans. Um, <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had a couple of videos this week and a lot of... Um, a lot of interesting comments. Uh, there were we met Max Gorn. Uh, there was quite a few AFL players at this tournament we're at for the Lululemon thing, which was interesting because we we're playing against them, and I was thinking, like, isn't this like against the rules? But they were. It was all pretty chilled, but they were also going pretty hard. So Max Gorn was one. There was uh, Zach Butters, who was obviously you know top ten in the Brownlow. Carl Amon, uh, Riley nice. Bonner, like quite a few players. And I thought it was interesting, but we we got a we did the lame photo with Max after the game because we beat them in the final. And um, it's not lame. Well, someone just DM'd. How many Giorgios is Max gone tall? Oh. <laughs> well, hang on. Okay, that's a math. Yes, okay. Uh, Giorgio, five foot seven. Fuck. Um, so two and a five half. Five, nine. So probably two, two and a half, half eh? Giorgios. Two and a half Giorgios. Five, yep. nine. Five, yep. seven. Yeah, okay. cool, cool, cool. Seven. Yeah, it is good. Um, and then someone else commented on, oh, we did a video about um, taking the stairs at the airport. Giorgio is taking, ends up taking the stairs, but he's a hero and we call yeah. him a hero. But we did a pretty weird joke at the end about um, <laughs> kind of like a tragedy. And um, there was a lot of people firing up about that, which was pretty funny. And a lot of people then defending us as well. There was one on that actually, an email um, from Taz. Shaking my head at not only you boys, but the whole TikTok audience. I write this email after just touching down for a sit down piss. And the <laughs> first TikTok that pops up is yours. I give it a watch as per usual. Class content as per. Hmm. The caption has that initially shaved years off my life, Red. <laughs> When you bin take the stairs <laughs> at the airport. This is an all-time fucking disgrace, Taz says. Excuse Taz's language. How many sentences or thoughts were chucked into that one? I'm at a loss at this most ridiculous effort of a caption. I couldn't understand why there was no other comments about this. Anyway, I haven't listened to the pod for a couple of months, but we'll be back this week to hear if you read this one out. Cheers, boys. Keep up the good work. You're worthy of five stars. Kisses and hugs to all. Well, now that he said that, or he or she said that, should we um, delete it? <laughs> yeah. So I have to come and listen to the part it's of funny because Josh, you sp- you're so meticulous with the editing. You spend so long making sure it's perfect, just and it fumble is fumble the landing, and then you just you just nah. This is like it. this is like messages and emails as well, though. Yeah, like, oh yeah, trying yeah. to try. It, it's like a um. There's, there's actually an e- there's an email in here now that I think Josh was asked to come onto a radio show. I was reading this. Um, let me just quickly. No, it was a podcast. Was it a podcast, was it? Yeah, but no, the reason I was – I don't want to go on it. No, no, so, that, no, no, that's okay, but you 
your language here. You can take this whole bit out if you want. No, no, no. It's pretty funny. Sometimes it can be fun getting a text from Josh and having to like code break, like figure out, okay, what could he have meant by that? Sometimes like, it's not a code so, break though. Sometimes it's live instead of love or something. Yeah, so, it's like okay. finding out what letters are close to what he's said. This email, <laughs> yes, this is a prime example. This guy's invited to come on the um, podcast or radio or something and Josh kindly says, hey, we're from Perth. Um, we're in Melbourne quite a bit. I'm in town until day night, otherwise next time. <laughs> and then they responded, hey, great to hear you. What night are you in Melbourne until? Part of the word was cut off. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no real defence on that one. We put up a clip from a, two weeks ago on on our podcast page, Kick Afford Podcast, and it was about Grilled and how we don't really like Grilled and how we, it was Grilled Slander. Then Grilled's actual account commented three times. <laughs> I felt really bad. Why? Oh, I just feel, oh, I don't like that we said we hate them and then they saw Have that. your opinions, Georgia, and stick by them. But, like, oh. also it's an inanimate object. It's like a person in marketing manning a social account. No, it's if Jonathan so- Grilled that started the whole business and he's no. very sad now. Now I feel bad. Now yeah. you feel bad too. But then whenever anything's done with Grilled, because we did a sketch with them ages ago, people always bring up how they underpaid staff for a long period of time. So then it makes me feel less bad. But anyway, Grilled replied... <laughs> saying, you should check out this meal deal. That's really So they took the opportunity to try and get some advertising. And now it's unfortunately that clip's got about 200,000 views or something. So Well done to them, piggybacking off it. Good work. Good, Good on them. them. <laughs> uh, Luke writes in, Hello, gents and small gent. I have something off sports topic to discuss with you all and would love to get your thoughts on. Why is it that everyone on the planet insists they suck when they're clearly the most musically talented geniuses on the planet? Also, if they decided to plan a world tour, it would definitely be sold out in 0.056 seconds. And I bet their piss smells amazing. Giorgio gets it. Anyways, much appreciated. Your opinion and also what's with buttered sausage. Cheers, Luke, a.k.a. Will Luke, the W is silent. Now, if you haven't figured out by this point, he's forgotten a very important part of this email, which was cleared in a follow-up. By the way, I'm... (laughs) By the way, I'm talking about Nickelback. Forgot to say that because I get so angry. <laughs> Excellent email. I was listening. I was watching. Really, that. I was like racking yeah. my brain trying to figure out what I've missed. <laughs> really important part of the email is who the fuck are you talking about? Nickelback. I like the pants around my your feet. feet. There are a couple songs feet. that actually go so freaking well at parties. What's the one that we always sing? Like Stoss loves. How the hell we wind up like this? Is that Nickelback? Yeah, no, maybe not. I think it's um. This is how you remind me of what I really. That's not actually slaps, but I saw an interview just on this topic. I saw a guy, uh, the main singer from Nickelback, talk about it. It's like they actually have a really good sense of humor. They've made a lot of money. And the parody of them, they actually don't mind because they still have all these fans and they're actually not bitter at all. A good portion of our career may have faded away without some of that good, you know, light, you know, that that good fun poking at, you know, because I see other bands that came up at the same time and they don't have all these memes. We'll get on stage and just before we play that song, I've done the, the whole like, okay, so those of you born between this year and this year call this song, look at this graph and the... Crowd nuts. Look at this crowd. You know we can actually take down any of the the parodies of the songs that occur on YouTube, but we allow them to occur because we personally oh, find them funny. That's 4D chess. They Harry, played they played into the gag and they won. Harry mm. Barnum writes in, Hey guys, hate the pod. Take a look at the Chicago Bulls post for signing two players, then delisting them the next day. 
And uh, sure enough, it's, uh, it's uh, official. Chicago Bulls. We've signed centre Derek Favors and forward Khalil Whitney. More like Derek out of favours, am I right, Oh, and then a roster update. A few minutes later, probably. We have waived Derek Favors <laughs> and <laughs> Khalil Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's it's also they've just quote tweeted the original one rather than actually making a mm. separate post. They've linked them both. Fun. Yeah. What if one of what if they had a birthday between that time? <laughs> they would have to have posted. A lot of people sent in the Sydney Swans delisting this year where they had like saying farewell to Buddy and Hickey on one slide. And then on the second slide was just six players all on one slide delisted uh, yeah. saying you're one sixth of a post. Save paper. Save paper <laughs> yeah. of a digital paper. Digital paper. And then they got rid of them. Um, oh, the final one was on that MH370. Someone goes, how did you find someone shorter than Giorgio? And they're talking about Ruben Solo. Ruben, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, Ruben's 5'7 and I'm 5'9". Well, so, well, no, I, but, no, but no, I, just, no, I found no. it funny. There was all this controversy and there's just one glaring at me that says that halfway down. Ah, uh, very funny. Hey, very we're, we're bloody pumped funny. for the live show. Live show oh, next week. Yeah. Oh my God. The bloody, do your vocal warm-ups, guys. Get ready to get a sing. We've got a couple of people flying in on. for it from Tasmania. They're flying uh, in. We're no. flying in for it. Oh yeah, that's actually true. No. We, we are the ones flying in. There's yeah. people internationally flying in too, I've heard. What, they just have... Well, they recently might have gone on a holiday uh, to Europe. <laughs> yeah, asterisk it. Yeah, asterisk confirmed. Confirmed. We'll be heading over Melbourne next week anyway, so looking forward to that. We're probably going to have a little bit of a break at some point from the pod a couple of weeks off before we get back into it for the summer. Uh, but lots of things to come, guys. Good show. Pick it for mailbag at gmail.com. Send all your correspondence there. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. You might think we're a bunch of thorns when we're kicking it.